0: hey guys welcome to the second episode of local greats this is roman i'm doing this one solo i hope you guys liked the first episode with jibo my guest on this episode is one of the best videographers and cinematographers in the industry he's a rising star in my opinion and he's a good friend of mine dico from my forever media what's up Deke?
1: what a a flattering opening
0: i did not Expect that. <laughs> well, you've earned it, man. We've been working together for a while. I like your creativity. I like your uh, your dedication to always changing things up, going out of your way to not conform to regular shooting style. Thank you. Just to let people know, no you, you do weddings, love stories, and real estate and all that stuff, right? And soon shows and movies, we're hoping. Yes. Yes.
1: It's supposed to go in that direction. It's supposed to go into, like, Capturing love stories and and weddings, The, the goal is always to make those things look like a movie. And then it just kind of turned into, I actually want to make a movie. I want to have more than, you know, three to five minutes to tell a story. I mean, realistically, we can make a wedding video as long as we want, right? Yeah. But you post stuff on Instagram and you know people are really only watching for 20 to 30 seconds. So it's like a lot of times I'll put all this cool stuff together and i'm editing i'm like oh that shot's really cool though i want that in the first 30 seconds or first 20 seconds because I, that's i want people to see it so i, I guess in the back of my mind i always you know if i ever get to make a movie it's like i get whoever's watching that movie i get their attention right well you get to
0: if you don't show. if you don't constrain yourself to those two to three minutes or cater to only instagram Right. You could put together... I know it's difficult because we, weddings are like 15 hours and we're all moving mm-hmm. from this location to that location. And it's not like we have all the time in the world to right do it the way we want to. So we have to find those moments and put the story together of the day in a okay. unique way. And you do a great job at that. Thank you. So maybe you can, instead of the two, three minutes that you're worried about, that you're thinking about, which one I should put first for Instagram or This or that. You could just do what you've been doing uh recently, which is finding those moments, right? And posting those moments but at the same time making a long form uh movie, short movie type thing for your clients.
1: Yeah, I was I was actually thinking about the other day. Why can't why can't a wedding actually be a full on movie? Because what are movies? We get actors to play out these roles. They're not it's not real life, right? These weddings are the biggest day of these people's lives. So why can't we turn that into a movie? They're not acting; they're actually the best actors because whatever they're expressing is real. Too many and that's the there...
0: goal of any movie, right? Is to make it as that's real the as goal possible. Of
1: any movie, yeah. And and every wedding is is different, and you can tell whatever kind of story you want. So I'm trying to focus more on that going forward, rather than worrying so much about let me make them a great highlight video. This and that. Yeah, I mean. It's business and you're going to give your clients what
0: you want. if you make the thing that you want to make and the the reason they came to you, because they've seen what you're capable of. I mean, you just put it out there. This is the type of stuff that I do. and this is it, right? Everybody has a different perspective and different style. You put out what you want. You give your clients the best that you can and they'll tell their friends. They'll show their friends and you'll present those little clips from those mini movies. Yeah the love stories that you have
1: and the love stories is something we're pushing uh hard i mean it's uh, some of these people that i'm I'm, uh, that i have upcoming love story shoots with they're already married or they're not even engaged yet it doesn't matter
0: it doesn't matter what stage they're in my love story includes my kids why not
1: it's funny i was thinking about that stuff there's no limit to this stuff you can even shoot uh you know someone who's having their 20th wedding anniversary they can just call us over, and we can just—you don't have to do anything. I'm not trying to take you guys out of your house. Like, okay, let's do some shots behind here. Like, like no, let us just come and we'll film that love affair. You know, people wishing you guys—you uh, know—happy anniversary, blowing out candles, real, real moments in life. Why yeah. can't they be captured in a? And with the technology we have today—it's a dream come true for anyone who's into cinematography because there used to be time where you have to have you had to have real film equipment. To make anything that looks close to what you saw in a movie theater now you can get i mean there's still expensive stuff don't get me wrong but you can buy these cameras on amazon you can prehand it and, and it'll look you can make it look like a movie if you understand lighting and take the time to learn certain things everything is like free information
0: have. is available online youtube <laughs> my entire career is based off youtube
1: <laughs> learn more of youtube in, in i want to say 10 months like the jump i had from like the first wedding we did together to the fourth wedding was massive. And that was like maybe eight months apart. And I learned more from that than I did in my four years of studying, you know, cinema, uh, cinematography and broadcast at CSUN. Good
2: school, don't
1: get me wrong, I learned yeah, a lot right. of things, but if, if I just spent that time learning like from YouTube and from some of these great cinematographers, I'd be even... Think you know, they're not
0: wasting anybody's time and you get to... Or money. You get to skip something that you don't like.
1: Exactly. And it's funny, I did, a, I did one in santa monica it's uh i'm sure you've seen it it's on my page and as i was filming why it, are you so sure? i gotta <laughs> i gotta admit there was times i was like what is the point of what i'm doing right now why am i filming this couple in santa monica just out together and then when she posted it um her caption was just a fun date with the love of my life and that's when it hit me like that's what i'm doing these two love each other like more than anything and they were out having this time of their lives in Santa Monica. They were actually very, um, they kind of forgot that we were there, and they got very lovey-dovey with each other, affectionate. And they got ice cream. They played, they played on one of the basketball courts where you try to win something. It was like straight out of a movie, you know, like this
0: kind of. So cool, you made a movie. Movies.
1: Yeah, kind of. It was like a short, two-minute, like mo- you know, montage taken out of a movie, but it's real people, and they're gonna have it for the rest of their life. Eventually,
0: I'd like to do something like that, but a two-hour version of it, I guess. Uh, Two hours is too long. Maybe an hour and 15. (laughs) Well, I did watch a Tarantino movie yesterday, which we'll get to later on, I hope. Well, please. Before we talk about the Tarantino movie, let's talk about how this has impacted your business as far as weddings and events that you have coming up like I, I was telling jibo earlier i postponed about eight events from now until the end I'm of about May. That. i'm about that, at that number too. just postponing it trying to work with clients to make things happen right
1: yeah i mean we're kind of blessed in that you don't have to really panic i mean they're we're not losing the business right we're just they're just being postponed. I mean, some you know, people that. are so,
0: are double booked and I've gotten yeah. a few calls where they said the photographer they were with is busy on the day that our church and hall and all that stuff.
1: Here's a good thing for you and me. The way we have structured our business um, where we're not looking to, to do things in high volume where we're you and I will do like four weddings a month. We work very closely with our clients. So for me... Like, because one of my my relatives was a, he's he's an entrepreneur. The one thing he said, well, even if you postpone it, now you block off that date and you basically got like one source of income for two days, right? I was like, no, because the way my business is structured, you know, in reality, the chance of, let's say a client moves their wedding from April to December, like to December 5th, right? Yeah. The chances of me at this point getting something in December anyway, which is a slow month, even for, you know, people who have been doing it for 10 years. It's very slim, so nothing really changes for me. I just take a month where it was going to be heavy, heavy wedding season, and move it to a month where it was going to be very, very dead season. That's all that really happens. So we're kind of blessed in that sense. Yeah, and you know what I what
0: else I've noticed? I've noticed the rescheduling is usually for a Sunday. So all the uh, Sunday or a Friday, because most weddings are on a Saturday now because of all the halls. There's a lot of halls, so. Everybody wants a Saturday wedding, and they get a Saturday yep. wedding because of the reception halls. So now exactly. that they've been postponed, there's available dates for Sundays and Fridays. Yep. So instead of the four four weddings that we would normally do a month, it's going to be like six.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, I just feel bad. I, I Yeah, I don't worry about for myself again. My, my situation is going to be fine. Nothing really changes for me other than when we do that wedding. I feel horrible for the brides because
0: they're they're essentially planning a, a wedding twice
1: they're essentially planning it twice and when you really think about it it puts their life on hold in a sense i mean yeah they had honeymoon plans a lot of them are you know, especially in our culture uh, like my wife and i we didn't move in our place until we didn't move into our house until like the night of the wedding we did it very traditional so and i know i have a lot of couples who are doing it that way so it puts everything on hold and um i actually had one bride who who like she was telling me her family is kind of freaking out now because they don't want them to live together until they're married. But at the same time, like someone has to pay that mortgage.
0: So it's a very weird situation. It's a weird situation all around, man.
1: Yeah. And I feel, and some of them have sent me like emails, Like you can tell they were crying as they were writing the email, you know, and you just feel, you just feel horrible for them. But
0: as all things,
1: it'll, you know, they'll have their wedding and, um, It'll be great, and they'll move
0: on. It's going to be even kind of better, kind of, I think, because these things now, are, yeah, it's just this just a situation that you have to overcome. It's building up more anticipation and more excitement, I think. And we're going to do our part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just our part to, to you know, be understanding and, and work with them. Um, actually, the only thing that, that, the other thing that really bothers me is I just miss filming. And that's why I went out and I did a,
0: with a very close relative. We're practicing social distancing.
1: He's been, he's been <clears throat> quarantined for over a month. I've been quarantined for over a month.
0: Yeah, you um, said your grandma lives there. So if your grandma's good yeah. enough with them, you know, I got you.
1: So we did a, it's, it's a love story about, like, two people who live together and you know are making the best of their time being home. Because I hear a lot of people complaining about this. And it just it, it sucks. I mean, the virus is horrible and the amount of people that have died from it is horrible um but when if you're complaining about it in terms of the being bored aspect how can you not take this as an opportunity to so one try something new two, get better at what you already do three take a break like your entire life is a huge race and finally some like basically someone's telling you hey time out everyone get a drink of water go relax just refuel let, let the earth get better a little bit. Like, this is actually, I mean, other than the fear, I guess, just spending time with my wife every day. Cause there were days like, you know, after shoots, I would go, I would go to the gym. And then at the gym, I'd come home and edit. And then it's like, I may, we may see each other like from 9 to 11 p.m., go to bed. And then that's it.
0: And then there were days where I'm like shooting until 11 and I come home and she's asleep. This is so nice. That was going to be my next question. How are you feeling the time? But you, you told me. This wasn't a necessary break from everyday cycle of life. It was like a reset button. So I, I totally agree with you. And it's, it's an opportunity to work on that project you never thought you would get to. Exactly. The one you've been telling everybody about. I have a few <laughs> of those, you know, I have a few of those. In between editing all the photos and all that stuff that I'm catching mm-hmm. up on, I'm getting a lot of clients that are texting me. They've chosen the photos for their album. Oh,
1: the catching up game has been phenomenal.
0: It's business as usual for me, except I have kids around. I- I'll take it.
1: Yeah, you have to take advantage of times like this. I mean, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. When we're done with this, I want to come back so ahead of most of this industry to where people are trying to catch up to me and what I'm doing. It's my goal. And the amount of, the amount of ideas I've come up with of shoots, that's what's drives me crazy. I can't wait to get out there and shoot. Like, I just want to shoot something. And I have all these great ideas. And every song I hear in a movie or a commercial, I've been jotting it down, shazamming it Uh, because i know i'll hate myself later if i forget it Um. well isn't it like
0: that you want what you can't have oh yeah
2: 100 percent.
0: you know when we get back to normal life we're gonna have to try to take a lot of what we learned here and apply it to that over the last few years my wife and i have been doing a lot of we've been working on our philosophy of life so we've kind of been ready for that we went through a little bit of a situation that changed our perspective on life right so not much has changed for us here other than events being canceled and making our own food at home. Yeah. She's been like a champ on that end. he has been cooking every day, twice a day. I'm working a lot more than I I usually do, to be honest with you.
1: It's almost like a healing process in a sense. You get to, you know, there's all these foods that my wife and I are making ourselves that we never make and, um, you know, watching all these movies. I mean, it's... You know, throughout life you're like, Oh, I wanna we should watch this movie and that movie, we should read this book and that book and you never do. Now it's like, hey, let's actually do it.
2: And yeah. You
1: do. And it's just it's
0: great. My like, wife and I, I had wine yesterday and we watched yesterday.
1: the movie. <laughs> How awesome was that? <laughs> we haven't
0: done that in a while, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I actually and wine is like one of the things not to sound pretentious, but it's actually probably my You know
0: when somebody says not to sound pretentious, they're about to sound yeah, really yeah, pretentious, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> because I know how this is going to come across, I'm actually a big lover of wine. And I'm not going to act like, I can't, no, I can't take a sip of a wine and be like, this is Australian Shiraz from, like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I Like, I read about it.
0: A sophisticated alcoholic. To, yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> no, but actually, the history of wine is actually really fascinating. and I, I And I've been wanting to read about it. And I finally have been. And, you know, I've been collecting and trying new stuff. And it's been nice, like just doing exactly what you did, watching movies. I, I mean, my wife can't drink. She's pregnant, but...
0: Um, and just, You're just like, getting drunk by yourself. It would, No, but it was, <laughs> it was so
1: nice yesterday. I was a little buzzed, and I finished so much work. I got so much done and sent stuff out to clients. And I just sat down and just got to watch this movie. And for the first time, I felt so at ease. Because, let's be real, people like you and me, it's, it's really bad what's happening to people in their jobs. Right. Um, and I hope they find an answer. I hope something works out for them. But, again, like we talked about, our, our income is just pretty much being moved to a later month. We're not in a panic. I mean, my wife's actually working from home. She works at UCLA. So they're going about it as kind of business as usual. She has to work from like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Interpreting and doing what she does. And I can't interrupt. It's not just like she's home on the couch and what opening her laptop. So it was nice. Like I just sat back and like wow i actually don't care about anything right now this is great yeah. Yeah. i'm not worried about tomorrow i'm not thinking about oh i have to wake up at this time tomorrow and do this oh i owe that to that person tomorrow like i'm not we're not in you're a hurry just enjoying your walls, yeah. like just the presence of your house yeah you're not in a hurry you're taking a break from the the, the
0: rat race i you're think ready. it's a necessary reset
1: and you know what else is great and this is something no one talks about um but it's kind of nice knowing that
0: all your loved ones are safe, right? We're some of the right. lucky ones, but people around the world aren't. Hopefully things get better I mean. I for them.
1: Yeah. I don't want that to come across like I'm
0: not a pretentious a... Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: wine drinker <laughs> for you and... who doesn't care about anybody.
1: <laughs> for people like you and me, when we're, you know, we're already safe. I-, I mean, it's nice to wake up and to not worry about your spouse leaving the house. And Not that it's something you like actively panic about every day. That's not what I mean. But just knowing, like, I mean, I know my my parents are home, they're safe at home, and my grandparents are safe at home. Everyone's here, and you know where they're going to be. And I know it's not going to last a long time, but it's nice not having that panic about your loved ones. You know, especially my wife being pregnant. When she first found out she was pregnant, I was really freaked out every day she would drive to work. She would take the four or five down to Westwood at UCLA. And there was a part of me that, like, freaked out every morning. Like,
0: so you made this happen so she can't yeah. go to work. <laughs> No, I'm I I'm definitely <laughs> with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 a weird thing. It's just something that I I, I was thinking about the other day. Um, about how calming everything feels. Like just we're just going to wake up, we're gonna have coffee together, we're going to be here together.
0: No one's going anywhere, you know. We got- yeah, listen, we're just taking advantage of the situation. My wife and I were talking about that. We're spending a lot of time yeah. with our kids we're just hanging out learning things just we're having a good time i think this is the way life used to be i I don't mean to say we're having a good time in that you know yeah i feel
1: like we keep have it's not
0: yeah we have to keep saying that we don't have to keep saying that people get it people are trying to make the best of it so are we let's take a quick break and we'll talk about once upon a time in america when we get back This episode of Local Greats is brought to you by Brick and Flower, now available on Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. If you're in the Glendale and Pasadena area, make sure to order from Brick and Flower and support your other local businesses that remain open. I'm back with Deco. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last night. I loved movie. it. It was classic Tarantino, man.
1: It was everything Quinn Tarantino. It was like all his work just combined into one. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. That movie was so different from anything else I've seen. And I am I usually actually, I hate liking something just because it's different. I can respect it. Um, but you remember the movie Moonrise Kingdom? It, it's, it's a movie by Wes Anderson and he's actually, um, not to disrespect him or at him i mean he's he's made it to where I want to be one day, but I, I don't like his cinematography style
0: wes Anderson's?
1: And, yeah, so this movie is is very he has a very dry and flat kind of style it's everything is very like parallel um, a lot of wide shots a lot of stagnant shots it's very straightforward but this movie was very dull and it was very out there and it was cool it was different but a lot of people were like oh how can you how can you call yourself a cinematographer or a filmmaker and you don't like that movie? Like, what do you mean? This is the most subjective thing we do in the world. Like, I, I can I can appreciate it for being different. And there's movies by Tarantino that I hate, but you know why I respect them because you're talking about a a billion dollar industry. The amount of money that they're sinking into his movie, and for him to not be able to afraid to take a risk. Yeah, so like we do a wedding for you know I mean weddings aren't cheap. I get that, but we're afraid to take risks with weddings, right? We don't want to take a risk. We don't want to do something different because this is what's worked and This is what they paid for. But this guy is getting funded a lot of times over 100 mil, right? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do this, this, and this. They might hate it, but I'm going to take a shot. It's different. No one's ever seen it before. I could tell there was mixed reaction in the movie theater. I saw that in theaters with uh, did, my wife and my cousin. Did you
0: see *Glorious Bastards? I did. That's actually one of the other movies I love. Well, I thought there was some similarities with this one. It was a little bit of reimagined reality, right? He took the story that was and he put a little bit of a twist on it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was watching it, I was Googling the... Because he makes cutaways and he moves the camera to something that you're going to have to check out. Cielo or Cielo Drive.
1: Yeah. I Googled that
0: right away. And then when I saw Sharon Tate, I Googled it. Okay, so I got a story, I put it together. He's doing it on purpose.
1: Oh, he is. And that's kind of cool because a lot of it.
0: He knows the way people are watching the movies, and this is how we're watching it. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: It's interesting because there almost feels like this rule in movies, right? Unwritten rule, where you either do a fiction and you make up the characters, or you do something historical and you have to make it as accurate as possible. You can dramatize certain things, maybe certain little moments didn't occur, but you have to make it accurate. This guy pretty much said fuck it, I'm not doing that. I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on your show, but...
0: It's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, he's, he doesn't care. And I, and I was kind of confused. I'm like, wait, but Sharon Tate and Polanski, that didn't happen. That was a different situation. But he just kind of made it to his own. But more than that, I just love the feel of that movie. The colors. I remember leaving the theater and I was like, I want to do a 70s themed love story. And I want to use those songs. And I want to use that fashion. And I kind of did one actually. It's on my page too. It's actually a full-on sixty-style shoot. It's in, It's at the last bookstore. And I remember like I constantly pulled up uh, a Google image "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood," and I put it side by side my video. And I'm like, okay, is it there? Is it not there? What? Are, why are their colors like this? And why? And I mean, there's obvious differences. But I remember leaving that theater so inspired. To actually, I think that movie. Was the one that really sparked me wanting to make movies eventually. To be mm. honest, really, I don't know. And it's not even it's not even close to being my favorite movie, but just something about it was tipping the tipping point.
0: I think it was the tipping point. It's led to that moment. You've and been watching be movies your whole life, and then yeah. thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and then you saw this, and you said, you know, I gotta do yeah. it. Yeah,
1: and and to be overly simplistic, can we just acknowledge that movie was just really cool, right? It was really it was cool, a yeah. Cool movie. You, just, movie. you feel cool watching it. Right. want to be that like that movie made me want to be brad pitt and what is he? he's a broke son you're not the boy. first guy <laughs> no but not- i meant i wanted to be brad pitt in that movie i wanted yeah. to be his character and what was his character he's a broke-ass son double so funny his-, his dog can
0: food he beat, that the-, he beat the shit out of bruce lee that shit was hilarious that, that alone is like yeah i want to be <laughs> that was so funny man <laughs> asma that dent in the car says otherwise <laughs> yeah and i think I think Quentin Tarantino surprised everyone because
1: he usually he'll have some of the main characters die in gruesome ways in his movies, and I think we were all shocked to see the protagonist kill these hippies who were trying to murder them. Yeah, and it was like the bad guys are dying in a gruesome fashion.
0: And yeah, it was
1: it was you're, nice. You're watching it like hiding your face away, but it tends to be like I was laughing.
2: I, man.
0: I was yeah, laughing. yeah, I
1: started laughing because like yeah, hell yeah, you yeah,
0: deserve- <laughs> exactly. That would have been the right way. That's what I mean by reimagined reality. Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it.
1: Spoiler alert. But, you know, actually, that part was kind of accurate, though, I think, because that's how it started. Because after that, Marilyn came back and killed Sharon
0: Tate. Charles Manson. Marilyn Manson is the singer. (laughs) singer. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I
1: always get that. I always get that mixed up because marilyn well, that's where he got too. the name
0: from marilyn monroe yeah. and charles manson
1: i really liked it i like the style i like the color. highly recommended um, i like it highly really recommend it it's funny because after an hour i was after an hour to the movie my wife looked at each other we were highly entertained but we were like what what is, what is the movie about
2: yeah
0: it takes a while <laughs> and that's what he usually does he builds characters yeah. he builds different stories going on at the same time he makes sure you have to pay attention to everything so it's worth a yes. second watch Besides that movie, I just bought 1917. I'm looking forward to it. I love war, history, all that stuff. So, have you seen it? I saw it yesterday. Um, Don't spoil it. What do you mean? Don't spoiler alert me. I just purchased it. it.
1: I'm I'm not going to spoil it. But it's not the war epic you're expecting, but it's really good.
0: But it's the war epic you're getting. I'm not expecting that. I've read enough about it. Okay. I, I okay. wanted to actually watch it at a theater. This movie was meant to be watched on a particular type of screen, even. Not, you're not even supposed to be watching yeah. it on this one, you know? So that's what I'd I read about it.
1: That movie, the way it's shot is so interesting, too, because it's not your typical cutting back and forth from one angle to the other. Even when two people are talking, the camera very subtly and slowly just pans around them the whole time. Wow. Not to the point where you're dizzy, but it just does it. It doesn't jump back and forth. And when, when, when he's walking, it almost feels like a third-person shooter to where it's one angle just following him the whole way or you're watching him walk towards you the whole way. It's either or. They don't cut. They don't show, like, footsteps and then show him from this angle and then show him from wide and then cut close. They don't do any of that. Um, so it, it almost feels like the stresses he's going through, you're going through it. Because I think what cuts do a lot of times, it, it relieves us of certain anxieties. This movie stays in the same angle you're never relieved with cuts you're just you're there watching in anxiety <laughs> and
0: um but it was, it's long this, isn't it
1: it's not that long it was like two hours and 15 minutes i mean if what, do you have, hour, what do you have going, going on like,
0: no i didn't i did not finish that thing man i couldn't take the cgi <laughs> the cgi no, no, was oh just i God. i not believable i tried twice if that thing Maybe. was made 10 years ago it would have been nice
1: you have a good point. I mean, I still liked it. I thought it was well acted, but yeah, the CJ I was a little
0: too much, much man. Much. Too much, way too much. Um, what
1: blew my mind is is because 1917 is a true story, and it was just stories told from a guy who who experienced that. And I and I looked at my wife, and I'm like, can you believe someone went through this? Seriously, <laughs> someone Chia? actually went through this. Can you imagine having this story to, to your yeah. grandkids?
0: I tell Alexa what to what turn the heater on, clean clean man. Kids? You know, turn the porch lights down, fifty percent, Alexa. <laughs> yeah, man, we don't have any.
1: My my great grandpa, who passed away um, in two thousand fourteen, oh, he me. fought in World War Two. Like, he got shot. He got shot in World War Two. Which His side? job was to go. He well, he was uh, for the USSR, Soviet. Um, yeah, he was actually. He, he was obviously. Armenian but he spent most of his life in Romania. Um, so he was fighting for the USSR. And his job was to climb this mountain every single time and go back and forth and tell them where the German troops were. And one of the times they found him and they shot they shot at him and the bullet skinned his back. Wow. I can't imagine living through that having that story to tell people. Um, and we're complaining about
0: toilet paper over here.
1: I know. I know. You see one of the movies I wanna make and not too Get ahead of myself. I actually didn't even want to mention anything until I even. I well, just you've started. already
0: done it, so go ahead. All of it. Tell us the whole thing. <laughs> well, I've actually. So part of
1: writing the script is I've actually started interviewing because I was born in in Yerevan in '92, so that was like who thought in Erberdass like that? That's you know, but I was I was just born, so I didn't really live it. And we moved to America in '96, so I've been interviewing like parents, my wife's parents, my you know grandparents, like. Just getting stories. Not even like, have not even them telling me what it was like. Just yeah,
2: something to build off. Of.
1: Yeah, and I've been kind of building an outline, just building scenes. My my mother in law told me that when she was pregnant with her first daughter, my wife's sister, there wasn't any meat to barbecue. I mean, you could. It was a delicacy, almost. You know, piece of beef. Uh, it was scarce. So she said she was pregnant. She was craving it. So her dad went to the top of their house or whatever it was. He went to the roof and grilled that one piece of meat. And he, he grilled it up there so no one else could smell it because, you know. been yeah, tough people times. People were hungry, people were dying. People, Yeah, were, yeah. toilet paper was not their worry at that time. You know, and you hear these stories of people had to go get huge buckets of water and had to fill on their mile, however many miles, walk back to the house. Um, yeah, so I, that's, that's I want to make a movie about that. I started writing and about it and getting these stories. This is,
0: this is exactly the steps you need to take. You have the opportunity now. One of my
1: relatives who's been in the film industry his entire life, he recently retired, Is like, if you're going to make a movie about that, the most important thing you have to do, you, you have to get it accurately, otherwise it'll fall flat. If this movie ever gets made and people are watching it, even though it's a movie, mm-hmm. everyone who's been through that time has to feel... That nostalgia has to hit instantly they shouldn't even drive.
0: you have to take them back, yeah, yeah, because the they'll I- they'll identify it if they, if it looks phony, they'll call you out on it.
1: yeah, from the first scene, the moment it opens, the first scene of like the, just the look has to they have to feel it, it has to hit hard. I'm trying to take it really slowly, there's no rush, it's a passion project, obviously it's not something that I can make myself. it's just something to write themselves to some big studio or Netflix or something' because you know, you're talking about like war, and
0: you know you might be filming. able to pull it off with a smaller studio. You could you could uh, Armenia doesn't look that much different right now, to be honest with you, than it did in 1992.
1: It doesn't, right? Right. Not to go too much off course, but <laughs> I always wondered why? Why is why is this a story that's told? Like, I feel like the only thing people know about us is genocide and the. Kardashians. Listen,
0: it's, there isn't that many of us to begin with. True. And then you take that number, the amount of people that are capable of making it, you reduce that by a lot more. So that leaves you with a few directors, a few writers, a few producers. The guy from Demk, Gore, he's made five, six great movies, more than capable. He has the ins and outs of Armenia, the film industry, because he shoots a lot of movies there. It's a lot cheaper. Everything is a lot cheaper over there. That might be a place to start. He's Miran's brother.
1: Could be. Let me ask you this, though, since we're on this kind of subject. What did you think of The Promise as a movie? I haven't seen All it. SSI. You haven't seen The Promise?
0: No, not yet. My wife was actually telling me about it today. She said there's this whole campaign going around to watch uh-huh. it on Netflix, I think, and support it so it gets a lot of streams. Right. And that's what I love about our community. We just met Shukhura and Ktsum, and everybody does it
1: oh yeah big time right now so you, it's funny it, that you
0: brought it up so hopefully whoever's listening i don't know if anybody's gonna be listening or when they're gonna be listening uh just watch the promise that's what we're gonna do and, it's next on my and list not
1: to, and i'm not gonna give up any spoilers here i'm just gonna give you my thoughts I thought, I, I there's thought spoiler a spoiler machine really... man no 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 there's not gonna be any spoilers um uh, i thought it was a really important movie i'm glad they made it and it was a good movie um but i thought it could have been more um, I thought it could have been...
0: Make it happen a, then, man.
1: I thought it could have been a little more gritty. I thought it could have been a little more... It should have been more depressing than it was. And I know it sounds horrible, but have you ever seen The Pianist?
0: The, is it Pianist? Yeah. No. With, made by Polanski and with Adrian Brody? No, that no. That movie...
1: I... That movie, you can't... It, it's hard to go through a second of that movie without weeping. Um... There were times in the promise where I had to kind of force
0: myself to cry because I, I felt like I have to cry to this. I don't feel good if I don't cry to this. You know, lot of
2: po- yeah, I don't remember the last
0: time I it. cried at a movie, to be honest with you.
2: Well,
1: there were there were a lot of really really sad moments, but I just felt like it could have been a little more gruesome because it was a really bad and it was horrible the things they did to people, and I just I felt like it fell a little short of. Showing how bad it actually was and I'm okay. sure there were some yeah. political issues that had to do with that you know maybe they, they were mean. limited by certain things mm-hmm. but it just could have been a little bit but I'm glad it was made and it was a good movie I would watch I mean it, it was, it's still a hard watch if, if you're Armenian I mean it was it still is gruesome to an extent but um, I don't want to go more into it because you haven't seen it yet but I'll let you watch it and then I'll get your thoughts on it
0: I'll let you but definitely watch it. it but yeah it's, on, it's definitely on the list Especially for this campaign that's going around to support it. So we'll definitely do that.
1: And also, really interesting, after you watch it, go on Rotten Tomatoes. Just check some of the, both the good and the bad from the critics. Because a lot of what they have to say is actually interesting. Because these are, um, you know, a lot of these critics are not Armenian. So it's it's interesting to see. From a different perspective. Yeah, it's a completely different perspective. A lot of them put place a lot of importance on that part of the history. Um, and they compared it with how the the movie captured
0: it right now it's sunday march twenty ninth eleven fifty five yeah yeah, almost midnight we're doing this the longest month ever <laughs> longest month ever <laughs> it feels like it's march sixty four march sixty fourth <laughs> <laughs> I like that so uh, I think yeah let's let's cut this short right now instead of doing the sports let's talk about any any shows you're watching anything else
1: oh uh, Other than Entourage for the 20th time, get out out of here, man. That's not you can't. Why are you watching Entourage? (laughs) It was a good show. I don't, it was,
0: it was a good show for the first season. It was fun, and then it just got out of hand a little too much. It
1: got out of hand the eighth, like seventh, eighth season. It's still a good
0: show, though. It's still, it's, I can watch it. It's one of those nobody walks and talks as much as those guys. Who does that? (laughs) Fast talking, they got all the answers. Get out of here, man.
1: I wouldn't say it's fast talking. That's more of like your doctor shows. But this one, I mean, they're constantly on the go. I like how it shows the inner work. Jeremy Piven's character?
0: It, are, you, are you serious? Jeremy Piven,
1: don't, don't you dare say anything like he, he, he was fine.
0: He was fine.
1: Phenomenal. For like a
0: season, I, man. But then that he, thing. No, actually, became, his
1: first season was the worst. He
0: became, he, his, he became a character of the character on the show. So it was okay. like the most exaggerated version of that
1: it was so good though the improvised. you were just did. a
0: young dude that wanted to be one of those guys
1: i don't want to say i wanted to be one of those guys but i i
0: the main guy was, you wanted to be vince
1: no no no. if anything i always wanted to kind of be ari to that to <laughs> because this is, no like just that kind of control and power he had of his of his life which then you suddenly realize that's the one thing he doesn't have his control um <laughs> no it's a good show and it was this it's it's considered a good show it's a fun show it's one you a fun over show yeah day. it's a fun show the product is the greatest show of all time so i'm not gonna even get into that that's just my
2: opinion. i'm talking
1: about new
0: shows not not old new stuff. show yeah new yeah. new
1: shows new shows so i'm not gonna the kind of the new show i um, i didn't
0: watch uh after um after the main character what was the second season
1: yeah, everyone always says that
0: after like, I stopped. It,
1: got, it took them a long time. But I finally got into it. It's actually pretty good. Um it's actually pretty good. And I'm actually watching to finish it so I can watch Narcos Mexico because I hear that one's
0: really good. Oh man, no, I'm not I'm a, I, I'm all drugged out on these shows. It's too much for me. <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. We're
1: watching a lot of shows. Like we still haven't finished Stranger Things.
0: No um, not in, not interested in that either.
1: So, okay, so it's interesting you say that because I do think it's a cool show. For, it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's like kind of it goes back to the 80s, but it's a different history. But I don't get the hype around it. I really don't. It's a good show. I get it. Like It's entertaining. But It's like suddenly become a cult classic, and, and I don't understand really? how people wearing shirts. People are wearing t-shirts of Stranger Things. Yeah, it's it's not a kid's show. It's it's a, like it's a, built around it's kids. R-rated I'm not
0: so. interested. You yeah. know, I'm not interested. I I have two kids.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, they're <laughs> six boys, and boys. three. They're animals. When I'm done with them, when they're in bed, like nine, we don't want to watch children-related stuff, even if they're the characters are like teenagers and they're going through. It. I'm not interested, man. I. I was flicking through Netflix trying to figure out what to watch. There was this comedian. The promo was, I'm 25, I change it. I don't care about a 25-year-old's life. (laughs) Honestly, I'm out on that shit.
1: I'm glad I'm 27.
0: (laughs) Sorry, man. I mean, Um, you don't have a kid yet. You're about to have a kid. And you have an established business. You're not one of those guys that's uh, sitting around wishing and hoping Right. If I did yeah, this and like this. I,
1: I did that. I did yeah. that and I'm done with that. Right. Right.
0: So you're a little ahead um, of the game. Most 27 year olds are still trying to figure it out.
1: Uh, I saw a meme the other day that said, Remember the worst, remember when the worst thing that happened in 2020 was the game of Throne's?
0: <laughs> Seriously. I'll take that again. <laughs>
1: I'll
2: take it too.
0: I don't think um, we're going to be looking at things from that perspective anymore.
1: No, that childish first world, oh my God. For me, I watched the show for seven years, and it ended poorly. show for seven years, you watch you watch one episode a night every Sunday night for three months. You didn't, yeah. You're, you're fine. <laughs> there's so many shows on Netflix, by the way, that because you you suddenly you, you think that the only shows out there are the ones you're hearing about, but then you go on Netflix and there's like ten original shows that you've never. You're like, I don't even know what to start with. What am I in the mood for? Do I want to watch? something like political I, uh, you, you I know what to... though I, honestly so i
0: feel like the opposite of that when i'm flip, flipping through netflix i'm like there's nothing on here that i'm interested in
1: well i uh, feel that way about movies because we, it's like we'll want to have a movie night and i can't find a movie that i want to see that's on there and with shows shows are different you can't start a show like you can a movie yeah. Just invest in it and then yeah, you're like oh do i want to watch episode two three four and then it becomes like this nightly thing so you really have to kind of buy into a show when you watch it, right? Um, yeah, and I movie. have a hard time buying in. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm I'm a little more critical than I'd like to be. Yesterday, I that's why I watched that movie. I decided to have fun. So it, it has yeah. it's like <laughs> it has to be a decision for me. I need to sit there and not be too critical, and try to right. just enjoy it. That's you know wine helps
1: yeah i mean i've watched that's why that's why i rewatch so much stuff because it's like i don't feel like investing myself in something new i know i should though because it's, it's i know it's gonna be good for my growth as well.
0: Well, well that's exactly why i do watch something new is because i don't right. want to watch something that i've already seen even though uh it'll be like the first time when i watch movies or shows i i don't right. really remember all of it so it's like watching, the, because uh, I don't let that kind of stuff take up too much space in my head, you know, like yeah. remembering the plot lines for every movie. Yeah. It's like watching it for the first time every time I watch it.
1: I know. It's funny because every time I try to watch movies now, I think
2: it's hard for me to watch movies because I always, it gives me this like stress about feeling of
1: why doesn't my stuff look like that? Because I, I wanted to. And I know that sounds really arrogant. It's like, dude, who are you? You're talking about a million dollars multi dollars. But that's, dollars, but that's dollars.
2: how it
0: starts. That's when when I, I started. Yeah, yes. when I started when I started, when I um, started taking photos and I was comparing it to the photos I was looking at online. And why doesn't my stuff mm-hmm. look like this? You know, and that kind of that kind of obsession started to build. And like right. Right, you know, yeah, it becomes an obsession. You try to work on that as much as you can. And you start comparing and comparing and comparing. And that, that's good anxiety, you know? That, that anxiety is the kind of anxiety that uh, creates breakthroughs. Diamonds are built from pressure, right? Something like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Something so like you need a little bit of
0: pressure. We're living in a time when people are, like, trying to calm things down. I decided, yeah. like, very recently after we went through that whole situation with my Ordeal. wife, uh, we were doing a lot of meditation, a lot of that stuff, but once that was over, I'm like, I don't need that shit anymore. Yeah, I have a lot of energy and I want I want to use every ounce of it. I don't want to be calm.
1: Absolutely. And it's, yesterday I was, when I was watching 1917, I remember taking out my phone, pulling out one of my videos, and I put it next to the screen just comparing look and, and color just to see how close I'm getting. And it, and it reminded me how... I used to look at other people's work in the industry and think, oh, this is I'm supposed to make it look like this. Why doesn't mine look like this? And it just hit me like, wow. I'm at a point now where I'm comparing it, and this sounds really cocky, but I'm comparing it to a multi-million dollar film. And I actually felt pretty good about it. It wasn't there. It's not. I'm not saying my work is anywhere near of a movie like 1917, but I actually compared the two side by side and felt good
0: about it. And I don't know how you did it, but you managed to make this part about you again. So good, good <laughs> job by you. My Forever Media, Tico. It was nice to have you. This was great. We should do this more often. I'm sure we're going to.
1: We should. Before we, before we wrap up, but watch Uncut Gems. whoever hasn't seen it. Yeah, I don't know how that movie got looked over by the Academy. I don't know how it got,
0: We're talking about yeah, like... Academy. Get of out of here, a- man. Don't talk to me about Academy. I don't care about the Academy. How old well, are those people?
1: What, well, no, but that's... Like that's why people talk about 1917 and The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because oh. I don't like the Oscar people that I talk thing. about
0: that kind of stuff.
1: But Uncut Gems got lost in the shuffle because it wasn't part of that category. And I don't I'm gonna
0: know I watch it because him. I like Adam Sandler.
1: I never, other than his early work, I I used to be a fan of Adam Sandler, like Mr. Deeds and stuff, but I haven't liked him in a long time. It was just such a good movie. Have you seen Funny People? Like, people?
0: I have see Funny People. Watch Funny People. It's one of his best. Made by Judd Apatow. He's getting more serious, Adam Sandler.
2: Doing more no, he
0: people. does that once in a while, but he, the majority of his stuff is just made for kids, his family. He just has a good time with him and his friends. Right. If we were to start making movies, it would be just featuring us. Yeah. That's like, how it he, works. He's amazing in it. Adam Sandler is amazing in it. Alright, I'm gonna check hey. that out. But you need to check out Funny People. It's long, it check has two parts. We'll Leslie Mann it. is in it, Seth Rogen's in it. It's one of my favorite movies, Judd Apatow. I'll watch it for sure. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. Buy it, man. It's like Whatever. Twenty bucks I'll somewhere.
1: Okay, one more thing before we go. I have to I have to say this. When you wanna watch a movie and it's like and it's not available anywhere for free i don't understand i've never understood the hesitation of buying a five dollar movie didn't we used to go to blockbuster and buy a movie for twelve dollars like
0: rent or buy
1: it? just the rent i was with my family and we were about to watch uh i forget what movie it was but it was one of the movies that was out like that, that was gonna win an oscar and all this stuff and, and i was like oh guys it's it's not on netflix it's not but it's we can buy it we can rent it for five dollars on Amazon, they're like, no, they made a big fuss about it. I don't get it.
0: I don't like to rent it because my wife's going to fall asleep. So I buy it. It's 20 bucks. The kids stuff, we have bought Trolls for 20 bucks. My kids have watched it six times. That's made its money like 10 times over. <laughs> you, what are you going <laughs> to buy dude, from Target for 20 bucks? Nothing. I highly doubt I'm going
1: to go to bed stressing about this $5. But I never understood it. It's like because it's not something people are physically going to have in their hand or it's not an experience, they don't want to pay for it. But like you go to a movie and you spend sixty dollars on stupid popcorn and, and and a movie's worse. You go to a theater, you can't you can't pause the movie when you want to go to the bathroom. You have to like sit there and suffer through. That's I was- how I
0: feel about sports too. So we'll get to that <laughs> next time. What time is it? It's it's Monday. Great being on. Appreciate it. Cool man. Talk to you soon.